He's a Springfield native who has won four Super Bowls. Today, we're talking faith, family, and football with Brendan Daly of the Kansas City Chiefs. This is Dive Deep. From the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep, where we dive deep into our Catholic faith. I'm Andrew Hansen. As I mentioned at the top, four Super Bowl wins. Not many people can say that. But for Brendan Daly, defensive line coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, all that success in the NFL couldn't have come about without his time in Springfield and trusting God along the way. Turning to our Catholic faith, and Brendan joins us today on Dive Deep. Brendan, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me, Andrew. It's a pleasure to be with you today. We really appreciate it. Now, as I said, you grew up in Springfield. You attended Christ the King School, grade school, Sacred Heart Griffin High School. What were your experiences like in those uh, Catholic schools? Well, uh, you know, tremendous experience for me. Um, I had, uh, I've got a lot of fond memories of both of those places, and uh, I've got a, you know, some lifelong friendships for sure. Uh, some of my closest friends are, are people that I went to grade school with, and then went to high school with, and, and still have. Uh, great connections with today. Um, you know, those places for me, uh, were, were very special, uh, not only the people that I was with in terms of classmates, but some great teachers, um, some great communities in terms of parents, in terms of just the, uh, the, the values and the, the principles that were instilled in me during those years. Uh, I, I have certainly, embraced and enjoyed, uh, you know, all the way through my life and, and some formative years there. So um, it's funny, I've got, you know, some of my friends have kids at those schools now. So it's kind of, uh, it, it's it's interesting to watch that dynamic unfold from a distance a little bit. Yeah, my wife teaches at Christ the King. I, I got two kids there right now, a third one going okay. there, then a fourth one going there. So uh, yeah, Christ the King and, and an excellent school. And, and you kind of touched on it there a little bit in terms, in terms of the values. What do you think you learned from Catholic education that helped you in your career? And then of course, as a husband and a father to three. Well, uh, you know, I would say that it's definitely been a foundation for who I am. Um, I would say it, certainly taught me to put others uh, before myself. Um, it definitely gave me an appreciation for the differences in other people uh, and the willingness to accept other opinions, other cultures, other views. Um, I would say that's probably the biggest thing that I've taken from it. And uh, those are things that have served me well. And, and I try to, you know, put it into practice with my own kids, with uh, my professional life and, and also my personal life and how I live day to day. All right. Now you're, you're with the Kansas City Chiefs, but you've been around the NFL, four NFL teams you've coached with, several college teams, of course, moving all over the country a lot. I'm sure you've had to, you know, sort of keep the faith, uh, so to speak, throughout this entire process. How have you leaned on our Catholic faith during, I'm sure, plenty of ups and downs throughout this process and, of course, moving all these different time zones throughout all these years, too. How have you, have you kept the faith through all that? How do you how have you leaned on our Catholic faith? Well, it's a good question. I mean, I, I will say there's been a lot of uh, moments that have been euphoric in terms of highs and, and very disappointing in terms of lows. And um, I think, you know, trust in God, trust in the fact that he has a plan for us. Um, 
trusting the the fact that I don't ultimately have control of this whole process. There's certain things you do control, but being able to let go of the things that you don't necessarily have control over, uh, that faith uh, that I've had from a religious and a, and a Catholic upbringing standpoint certainly comes into play in a lot of those instances. Um, I would also say, you know, some of the career decisions that I've had to face or make, I should say, in, in they're not in a negative way. I've been extremely fortunate, but some of them have been very difficult decisions. Um, and there've been, there's been a lot of prayer there. Um, there've been a lot of prayer filled moments in terms of trying to navigate through those decision-making processes. And, um, I've always, uh, you know, prayed that I would have the open-mindedness and the ability to accept whatever God's plan is for me, for my family. And, uh, it's certainly been a journey, not a destination, um, which I think that's what life is. You know, it's uh, it's an evolving and ongoing process. And, and certainly the faith that I've had from a, a, a Catholic standpoint, I've had to put into play from, you know, a, a navigating life standpoint. Yeah, it's interesting you say that you, you talk about prayer. And, and I think of your career of moving all across the country. And you know, I'm sure you and your wife and your kids, you get you get settled in a city and then another opportunity comes. And I'm sure you guys were, you know, do we take this opportunity or do we, do we stay here because we may be more comfortable? And you, you mentioned prayer. Um, that's something you you and your, your wife and your kids, you, you immediately turn to throughout all these decisions. Because um, I'm sure it, these aren't easy. It, it's easy for us to say, oh, you're moving up the NFL ranks. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that? But you have a family. I'm sure you want to stay. So t talk a little bit more about, about how you and your family turn to prayer, especially in these moments throughout your career. Yeah, it, they are difficult decisions. And, and I think, um, you know, I, the prayer piece of things has helped me navigate that without question. And uh, they haven't been made knee jerk. A lot of times there isn't a whole lot of time to make those decisions. But um, I, I have relied, my wife and I both have relied on, you know, uh, praying through them trying to take as much time as possible. You, typically it's an overnight type of time frame, but um, Holy, Holy to, Spirit to act lot, fast. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it does move quickly, but um, you know, to try to pray about it, to try to let, uh, let some of that sink in as best we can and, and uh, come to it again after removing yourself as best you can a little bit from it and, and, you know, pray through it again. And again, I've, tried to, uh, you know, hope the, and pray for God to keep my mind open to where I would be able to follow whatever his calling is um, for me. And uh, a lot of times it's, it's not a black and white path. It's not, you know, absolutely clear. This is what we should or shouldn't do. And, um, you know, you just pray that you, you find some kind of guidance within that. And the other Part of it is I've always tried to make a decision, whatever that decision may be, and then do the absolute best to make it the right decision. I don't mm -hmm. know that there are right and wrong decisions, but I think there are uh, whatever decision you make, it's your responsibility to make that the best decision possible. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it's really refreshing to hear you and your wife turning to prayer to, and I think that what you said is really interesting. There's those, those things are wrong or right decision. If you keep your faith in God, he's going to show you the way. And, and Brendan, we talk a lot about vocations in the Catholic church. I think people think about oh, if you're vocation. That means you're a priest, you're called religious life. Of course, your vocation is to be a husband and a father. Again, we, you have three children. Um, I know we can appreciate the life of NFL coach is pretty busy. It's pretty stressful. So how, how do you and your wife make it all work? And 
balance time with your children along the way? Well, I would say that is definitely a challenge. Um, and I would say that Keely, my wife, is, is the one who kind of is the glue of our family and holds that whole piece of things together. She does an unbelievable job. And I wouldn't be able to have the career that I have without her and the way she handles our family. Um, so that would be the first thing. Uh, the reason we're able to do it is because of Keely. Um, but we do the best we can. And, and I would say, you know, we try to be where we are. Um, when I'm at work, I'm at work. When I'm at home, I try to be fully present at home and engaged with the kids. Um, I try to coach their sports teams whenever possible. I'm coaching softball right now this spring uh, and summer, and I've coached you know basketball and, and baseball uh, throughout my son's athletic endeavors, uh, and I love doing that. Um, so, you know, we do the best we can with it, to be honest. We try to carve out time uh, that's, you know, special to our family and specific to our family where we're turning off screens, where we're, um, you know, going on day trips or adventures or, or doing things with all five of us together. Um, and those are special times. We, we all enjoy those moments. Sunday, of course, a big day uh, for the Catholic Church every week. Uh going to mass for everybody. Big day for you in the NFL. Those are game days. Uh, (laughs) What's your Sunday look like? How do you practice our faith uh, considering Sunday for you is the biggest work day of the week for most, most weeks? Well, it's a good question. The Sunday is typically game day. um, Although the past several years uh, with both the chiefs and the Patriots, a lot of times we're playing Monday night, uh, Thursday night, Sunday night. So there, there's some variation to those uh, game times, I guess. But one of the things I have appreciated, and it has been the case at every NFL team that I've been with, um, whenever we're playing, the typically the evening before the game, which if we're playing on normal Sundays would be Saturday evening, um, there is both a chapel and a mass. Uh, that's available to all of the players, coaches, support staff, everyone that's uh, in the travel party. And I've always been a regular participant at those. Uh, It's been a fun experience in terms of getting to know a number of priests in the various teams and cities that I've worked in. Uh, But then also as you travel on the road and uh, you're in a hotel somewhere, it's usually a priest from that municipality or one of the parishes locally there um, that you get to know. So I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of different uh, priests and and going to a lot of different masses um, because of that, which I've enjoyed that experience. Um, So that's kind of the day before the day of the game. It it is interesting to me. And and I've always found this somewhat. um, It's a great tradition, but also an interesting one in that, you know, a football team is made up of, a number of different people and guys, the one thing I love about it is guys that come from all different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Um, They come from the North, the South, the East, the West. They're, they're from um, wealthy socioeconomic backgrounds. They're from very impoverished backgrounds. They're from urban centers. They're from rural areas. They come from all different faith backgrounds. Um, And we do typically pray in the locker room before or after the game, which I struggle with at times because uh, certainly not everyone in that locker room is Christian even. Um, But it is something, just the um, aspect of prayer that is definitely respected um, and and I participate in. Um, And some guys choose not to, which is is perfectly fine. And uh, I would say that's one of the things the Catholic faith has taught me is to be able to respect those individuals 
and um, the fact that they they view things a little differently, and that's okay. So um, well, I think it's that, a big part of it. Yeah, I, th- I think that's really interesting to hear uh, because I think the secular culture looks at the NFL and you know all you guys are warriors and you know all this money, fame, and fortune. But yet here you are, here's so many people on so many NFL teams that humble themselves every weekend and they know that God has blessed me with this opportunity. God is the one who I am ultimately should be thankful for and worship. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's actually really interesting to, to hear you say that and, and kind of going along those lines of, you know, of our faith. What's the biggest challenge you have faced as a coach in your career? Oh, gosh, there have been <laughs> many. Um but I, you know, I would say that the constant challenge is um, getting each individual to put the needs of the team first before their own personal goals, objectives, agendas. Um, I think that's a constant battle in our society, to be honest. I don't think that's unique or specific to my line of work or the NFL. Um, but I would say that's something that is a challenge on a daily basis, you know, uh, and it's ongoing. Um, and, and it's one that I enjoy working on. You know, I think there's nothing more fulfilling than getting a group of people, uh, to buy into something that's bigger than them. Uh, that's the greater cause. And I, and I would say that my Catholic faith has definitely centered me and grounded me in that regard. Um, you know, believing, humbling yourself and believing in something bigger than you for sure. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. Right. When you said that it, the parallels between your line of work and w- what we're called as Catholic Christians, we, are, we shouldn't just obviously go, heaven is our goal, but our, it's our responsibility to try to bring people along the way uh, to be that team effort, you know, whether it's obviously our, our family, our friends, the way we carry ourselves to be that beacon of light for others and to try to, yeah, we're all one team, our team, you know, our team is, is, is heaven. That, that's ultimately our goal. Uh, the most surprising thing, Brendan, uh, about coaching in the NFL that most people probably wouldn't realize. I think we can uh, we can think of a lot of things about what you guys deal with as coaches, but what's one thing that people, if you told us right now, boy, I, I didn't know that. What's the most surprising thing? You know, I would probably say the one I get the most often is um, the off-season program. Um, you know, a lot of people think, you know, okay, the season ends, you know, at the Super Bowl. Well, what, do you go to work now? What do you do? Um, and uh, which is it's fair, you know, um, when you're not involved in it. But I would say the off season, uh, it, it's there is some time off, uh, and rightfully so because the season is very long uh, and it does become a bit of a grind. But uh, we do take a little time off, and then we kind of get right back at it in terms of uh, scheme evaluation, in terms of trying to improve our team from a, a fundamental and and playbook standpoint, if you will. Uh, but there's also a tremendous amount of work in terms of personnel, uh, in terms of evaluating free agents, which we're kind of in the middle of at the moment, um, that's getting ready to start and then diving deep into the draft process, um, which I'm in the middle of, you know, and going to be on a couple of interviews here, uh, the remainder of the morning. So, um, we do those type of things, uh, usually February, March, maybe the beginning portion of April. And then, we get our players on our roster back in the building uh, in April and they're doing strength and conditioning workouts, but then we also uh, start up with some meetings uh, initially, and then we get out on the field with them and do what is referred to as um, off season training activities or OTAs 
which are practices essentially, um, you know, kind of through April, May, and June. So it's a full schedule uh, through the off season. We do get a little bit of a break right before training camp starts in July. And then from July all the way through the Super Bowl, the end of the season, it's uh, it's kind of like drinking from a fire hydrant. <laughs> of course, all those OTAs, all those meetings, you guys are doing all that stuff to win the Super Bowl. You've had the privilege of winning four of them, three with the Patriots, one with the Chiefs. What's the feel? I mean, four Super Bowls. So many people in the NFL just want to win one. You got four. What's the feeling like? Well, it's been a privilege for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I've enjoyed it. It's been a fantastic run here. Um, and it's a wonderful feeling when you accomplish that goal. It really is. And uh, some of the best moments of my life have been, you know, after winning the Super Bowl and having my wife and three kids come and run out on the field and join me. Um, that that feeling is something that I haven't been able to replicate. And um, it's been a very special thing to have happen multiple times. Um, it's It's been awesome. It's been really awesome. Now, of course, that's your uh, your family living in Kansas City. You got family back in Springfield. How often do you come back to Springfield? What are some of the staples you got to do when you come back to the capital city? Well, I love getting back there. In fact, my wife and I were talking about that here in the last several days uh, when we're going to do that next. Um, you know, I, I love getting back there. Uh, the food, you know, some of the restaurants and the places <laughs> I miss so much. Um, I miss horseshoes, uh, made rights, the pizza places in Springfield. I, I love. Um, I almost always get up to SHG and, and visit with the coaches there, uh, many of whom are still there from when I played. Um, I enjoy, you know, meeting with the players that are currently there. Uh, and uh, interacting with those guys. Those have been some fun relationships that I've built over the years. So um, I love getting back there. Washington Park is a favorite of mine. Love taking my kids up to the playground there, or, um, hiking through the trails or bike rides um, and just hanging out with family. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really, yeah. It's, uh, Springfield's got a lot of great things to offer, a lot of great food. You uh, So wait, made right or a horseshoe? Which which is your go-to there? I honestly, there's <laughs> probably a coin flip right there. Usually, I, I, like, I, I'm going to hit both, to be honest with <laughs> It's kind of like me. When I, go, when I go back to Chicago, I got to go to Portillo's. Although we got a Portillo's now in Springfield. So I don't know. If I knew <laughs> that there was one open and I haven't been there. I'm you a know, Portillo's fan. Oh, there you go. You know, Portillo's opening in Springfield. That's big news. Um, all right, really quick, uh, just to get back to our faith. Uh, you mentioned you've, you've met some some great priests along the way. I know you your time at Christ the King and SHG. Has there been someone in your life who has really inspired you when it comes to our Catholic faith? Well, I would say the, the first inspirational person I had was probably my grandmother, um, Josephine Scheel was her name and uh, my mother's mother. Um, and then my mother, uh, that that's kind of where the, the core roots of my Catholic faith originated. And, uh, they were kind of my first inspiration and mentors, I would say, uh, in that faith. But, uh, I've had a great family background, you know, uh, all the way through my family and, um, kind of the Catholic faith, Catholic education has served my family extremely well, I would say. And, um, you know, I've had some great mentors. There have been some some great teachers along the way. Um, Father Lance, who was at Christ the King years ago and then taught at SHG, um, was, was a tremendous mentor. Um, you know, there have been some very special ones. And we saw this past uh, year, former quarterback Philip Rivers of the Colts and the Chargers, he retired. And in a statement, he mentioned St. Sebastian 
Um, he talked about God and, and of course, uh, what God has done for him, for his career and his blessings. But St. Sebastian, the patron saint of athletes, do you have a favorite saint you turn to for intercession? You know, I would say that the the two that I turn to are, are namesakes. Um, my first name, Brendan, uh, is after St. Brendan, the navigator, uh, an Irish saint who uh, was a sailor and, and discovered America long before Columbus. Uh, I shouldn't say discovered America, but came to America before Columbus. <laughs> uh, and then St. Patrick. My middle name is, is Patrick, and uh, St. Patrick's Day coming here next week. But um, those have been kind of two key ones for me all the way through my life, um, simply because of my name. We'll get you out of here with this one, Brendan. Uh, you got three kids, as we mentioned. Uh, you've been at the high school ranks, the college ranks, now the NFL. What's your advice for young athletes today, especially those who are who are trying to, you know, navigate, you know, trying to be a team player, but of course, you know, they want to they they want to get to their career goals, but also trying to balance the the outside pressures of of the secular world. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, you know what? My first piece of advice would be simply to enjoy the opportunities. Um, enjoy your youth. Enjoy the ability to, to be involved in athletics. Um, I would say don't turn it into a job. Um, limit the specialization. Play multiple sports and don't allow adults to, to screw it up for you. I think our society has... Um, has turned to a little bit of that in terms of the constant pressure to succeed and gain an advantage and be involved in uh, year round specialization and club sports. And um, I, I honestly would prefer to see kids play everything and enjoy it and, and uh, do it without as much parent or, or adult interaction and involvement, to be honest, and go to the park and play, you know, <laughs> Good old, good old street ball, right? Just get out there yeah. and get some vitamin D while you're at it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, Brendan. Brendan Daly, he is with the Kansas City Chiefs, a Springfield native, Catholic. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on here on Dive Deep. We wish you all the best this upcoming uh, NFL season, Brendan. I really appreciate you having me. This has been fun. Excellent. Well, this has been Dive Deep. If you would like more podcasts, head on over to dio.org slash podcast. And until next time, we'll see you right here on Dive Deep. Hey, Brent.